welcome back to He Said, She Said. I am your host, Travis Reed. And I got my co-host with me, a.k.a. <laughs> T.T. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. No, no. Miss Thomas, you know, she's, uh, like I said, very special to me. Good friend. And uh, I always appreciate her coming on the show and blessing me with her presence. Say hello to Shira. Hello, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And so we're just uh, a little bit late tonight, getting ready for Halloween coming up. Um, I don't I can't... celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I I got my costume. I am ready. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to scare my up Since I was probably like, I don't even know. I didn't really even like to dress up as a kid. I guess uh, I don't like pretending, but go ahead. No, no, I would. For my jobs, uh, when I used to work at Enterprise, we had like the best Halloween costumes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my branch won because we did a Nightmare Before Christmas and I dressed up like Oogie Boogie, the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, I scared kids. Like, oh, Oogie Boogie. You know, it was kind of funny. Um, Your big ass running across <laughs> the poor kids probably had a damn heart attack. Yep, yep. So this year, uh, I will be dressing up as Mike Myers because it's the last Halloween. You and half of America. Oh, it's the last Halloween. We got to dress up as Mike Myers. So Yeah, no, I'm not really into Halloween. It's not one of my things. I don't really celebrate a lot of holidays, just um, FYI, but um, I'm not really into Halloween. I just think that it's just creepy and... Yeah, I'm not really into like the scary, the ghouls, the goblins. Like uh, me neither. I don't like scary movies, but I do like the outfit of Mike Myers. So it's easy. Okay. It's a, Did you see mechanic. the movie? Uh no, I don't watch scary movies. Okay. Yeah, I don't watch scary right. movies. So yeah, me um, um the last scary movie I saw was The Ring. And oh. I peed my pants like for a week because no, nah, <laughs> <laughs> because I was so scared of somebody coming out the TV to get me. No, oh, no, um, I don't even want to talk about it because it I just feel like I'm nightmares. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> I, I have nightmares. I, I, I gotta crawl seen. into bed. Right, right. Turn off the lights. I don't even know. Nah, no, so but no, pretty much. Uh, like I said, I'm not a scary, scared person, but like you know. Halloween is, you know, cool for the kids. I like to see the kids trick-or-treating and see what outfits mm-hmm. they got. So that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. But let's get into the show, folks. I know y'all was like, you know, that was five minutes of your life. You can't get back. <laughs> oh, shove it. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to get some. We're going to talk about has feminism destroyed relationships? We're about to have some mad folks trying to get this <laughs> subject. Well, look, the funny thing was I saw the person that everybody loves to hate, Andrew Tate, on with that British co-host. Uh, I was going to say Pierce Brosnan, but it's not his name. Uh, mm. He took over for Larry King, you know, and obviously no he was, Yeah, anyway, he was just attacking Andrew Tate because obviously Andrew Tate was the person that got canceled uh, on so all social media. Everybody just canceled him because of his views. They said it was misogynistic and very uh, bad for everybody else besides men. They so, called him, I think, uh, hateful. Yes. Hateful very, speech against yeah, women. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah. And so, like, he was talking about feminism, and he feels like it has to show it. Because, like, let's be honest, I think due to certain circumstances women had to become men and women at points because the men a lot of men weren't in the house so i think that at some point i think what's happening in society now is that they want men to be more feminine and women to be more masculine and well, i think women, that's already occurring yes that's what i'm saying i mean even more so the the feminism feminism femininism feminism they want that more and so um for me it's just interesting to see how everything's going to play out because i think mm-hmm. that be care- i would say to feminism when people who are feminists be careful what you wish for because maybe uh it's not what you really what you want i'm curious at 
you know, ask you, what do you think about feminism and do you feel has it destroyed relationships? hundred percent. I mean, I think that um, by now people know that I'm not always um, the voice for the women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I just think that some of the things that women do are just absolutely ridiculous. And I think that this whole um, feminism charge is one of them. It's definitely destroyed like the reason why women are even here on the planet to begin with. And um, I just, I, I've never subscribed to the idea like, oh yeah, I can do anything a man can do. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, y'all go ahead because <laughs> that's just not who I am and I don't want to mm-hmm. be that person. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, for um, African-American people, and I hate that, term but I don't know which other way to describe us mm-hmm. um we were forced into trying to be like the the men and the women of the household because of the circumstances of not knowing whether your man was going to be there from day to day and then I think that that was perpetuated even further by the government in you know the 60s and and 70s when the welfare system came into play and they just didn't want men in the house um and so that further made you know women have to be mm-hmm. more independent because they simply didn't have a choice yes, men yes. were going to jail at astronomical rates uh the crack epidemic hit so there was a lot of men and women Um, alike that were strung out on drugs and so I think that the women that were forced into these roles began to breed the next generation to be feminist and to not require a man in order to live life Mm -hmm. and so men became optional at that point where it's like we're teaching our young girls that they don't need a man they can go out and get their own without him. So I think that we've devalued our men in just American society altogether. And that men are, don't have the the importance in the household like they used to. And like, in my opinion, like they should. So. No, look, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, well, we, we've talked about this, but that, that could be a whole, we could do a whole 10 episodes about mm-hmm. Like the whole black family, uh, you know, epidemic uh, or crack epidemic that happened, but the whole black family dynamic uh, that it destroyed. I mean, the 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 base of black strength is family, and um, what did the government uh, take away? was the family. It started with the Black Panthers. Black Panthers was talking about Black unity, Black black power, Black love, Black everything. And the government was not feeling that at all because it was affecting, you know, what John Carlos Stanton did in the Olympics, what Muhammad Ali did, being the world champion and not going to Vietnam. And they said, we got to stop this, you know. And what did they do? They got rid of the Black Panthers. And what happened after the Black Panthers? Gangs started, Crips and Bloods, you know, back then. And so, and after that, crack, you know, and it was just basically genocide for the Black race, in yeah. a way, you know. Um, like you talked about, it's over a million Black men, one out of every six, you know, and how crazy is that? One out of every six Black men is in prison. That's, yeah. you know, like, that's the highest ratio by far in any race, and I think, like you said, like women, and obviously with the welfare and like happen to be, you know, single and raise your kids to get the welfare and all things from the government, government assistance, I'm sorry. And so that destroyed and devalued the men. So the generation, not us, but before us, mm-hmm. um, started, kind of started it where like, you know, girl, get your money. You don't need no man. Don't struggle like I did, you know you know, get your money. You don't need no man. Get your bag, you know, do what yeah. you do. And um, there's a neck, there's our generation that took it to a level that now the, the newer kids that, you know. I would you, even say for me, I think it's one, even one generation pushed back because I think about like my mom and her generation. And I think that this kind of started with like my mom's mom 
her generation because although there were still a lot of black families that were intact in the 50s um i think that that's when the disintegration of black families started when you know our men were going to jail at astronomical rates because they were our white counterparts were using the loophole in the 13th amendment to arrest black men and like i said that's a whole nother subject that you know we could talk about for 50 million years and if people don't know if people don't know um what i'm referring to i really really strongly encourage you guys to watch uh 13 it's on netflix yes, it's a yes, yes. overall recap of kind of like how you know they use loopholes and things like that to still incarcerate black men for things that white men were not going to jail for in those times but um and then it started with the whole you know like you said welfare system and then it was you know uh section eight was birthed out of that and then they literally tell you on section eight we'll give you housing we'll help you but he can't live here you can't have a man in your house and receive government assistance which i understand some of the reasons behind it because if you have an able body and a sound mind why do you need government assistance but I also feel like people need help and we are already starting off as a people behind the eight ball. And so we're trying to play catch up, you know, financially, socioeconomically, all those things. And we have one hurdle after another to climb and then comes in the government like, oh yeah, well here, black women here, you know, <laughs> minority women, we're going to give you this gift on a silver platter. Here is housing that we're going to give to you that meets your income level. So if you're working at, you know, 7-Eleven while you're going to college, you'll still be able to pay your rent and take care of your children because we're going to give you a place that you can live. And so you know, like, I, I just think that it's a, it's a terrible cycle. And then after that, now you look at black women and black women are the most educated in America. Yes. More yes. black women go to college than any other race in this whole entire United States. Yes. And that's uh, by design. Uh, and I think that's also because of what we're talking about of women being put into these positions to where not only do you have the government working against our black men, but now we have our black women working against our black men and everybody sees the shiny thing, you know? It's like a squirrel moment where, <laughs> and I'm being real, like it's like a squirrel moment. Like we don't know how to stick to anything because we've been taught that if he doesn't do this one thing right, you throw the whole person away. Because it's 500 other men in your DM that's saying, oh, you so pretty. Oh, I like that dress. Oh, this, oh, that. You got your work husband. You got this, you got that. And so the value of having a Black man in your home, in our homes, excuse me, has really just become something culturally that our women aren't being taught. And I no. think that's a portion of the feminism. Yes. Like, you know, like being strong and independent, you know, when you're dealing with like dudes who ain't mature enough to handle the situation of being a father or whatever the case is. I love that. You know, black women are resilient. Um, they are strong. They are independent. Right. And they have to deal with a lot of knuckleheads. Oh, like yeah. And that's why I said that's just one part of it is. Yeah. The but then yeah. we have the black men that also are not valuing family. Yeah, they're well, running around. They're making babies with yeah. six, seven different women. They got kids all over the place. Yeah. They have no control of their own penis, and then <laughs> you're spreading, <laughs> I'm being serious. And then you're spreading yourself all over the the neighborhood. Yeah, and then the women are left holding the bag, yeah. and we're always expected to be strong and resilient and all those things. But I will tell you this: as a black woman. We tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We are tired. Of having to be strong. Yes. Who wants to be Superman, Superwoman all the time? Like there has to be an off switch. And me and my girlfriends who are two of my other girlfriends who are single parents as well, have these conversations often about just like how overwhelming it is at some points to just always have to be on 
Yeah. Always. You're on 24-7. You don't have a break. You don't have anybody to, you know, pass the baton to. You don't have any of that. And that is tiresome. So, you know. I think, I, you know, I, that is tiresome. But some of that also is by choice. I mm. want to put that out there. Just how, how so? How so? I would say this. Like, we, obviously, you you can't help who you love. But sometimes what I feel like is this, that uh, women choose a, a man, right? A certain man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it does, they're surprised when it doesn't work out. I think sometimes what happens is there's a, a certain pool of men. Mm-hmm. And it's not that many of us. It's not that many of us that make $80,000. It's not a lot of black men that make 80000 But the problem is that the women think that there is so many other men out there uh women are going to realize that and i think that you're on to something with that and i know we've had this conversation briefly but this is part of the reason why i do believe in polygamy because there are not a lot of black men so you kind of hit the nail on the head with that like women are going to wake up and i think it's going to take a little bit more time because we're still in this um cycle of like we can you know do bad all by ourselves and all that and I think that for some women, maybe it is a little bit of bad choices, but why is it always an option for men to not be responsible, but women are expected to always bear the responsibility of whatever consequences, children, houses, bills, whatever comes from a joint relationship? Like nobody handcuffed you to this woman and told you to have sex with her unprotected and now you have a baby produced out of this and then you just decide oh this is too much and you get to go and then here we are now with another broken family another black woman Mm -hmm. is a single parent raising this child on her own trying to teach this child how not to make the same mistakes and if it's a boy god forbid trying to teach him how to be a man when you're not one and you don't know how to raise a man because you're not a man. And this uh, becomes this perpetual cycle. Agree, agree. I, I agree somewhat. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you're right. Sometimes what happens is women make a wrong choice, right? And unlike a man where, like you said, men might could leave or whatever the case is, um, women can decide not to have the baby if if that was the case, right? Now, I'm not, I'm pro-choice for women, meaning women can have the choice. They should have the choice to do whatever they want with their own bodies. Mm -hmm. Now, you be with this man, and maybe this guy, you know this guy isn't the best for you, but you end up pregnant by him anyway. And I'm not taking fault away from the man, because any man that if you have sex with a girl... What you going? <laughs> no, I would say, I would say, like, if you have a sex with a girl and you, you know, come inside a girl, whatever, you just got to be prepared if she's really pregnant. That's just what it is. So, um, you know, I think, I think our our more successful men, uh, like a Nick Cannon or Future or whatever, like they're going around because they're rich and just having babies with all these women. And just spreading their seed like like it's the cool thing to do. I think and, that you cannot put Nick Cannon and Future in the same pot when it comes to children. And let me tell you why. Okay. Future is reckless. Future does not support and take care of his children. He doesn't see his children. He's not an active father. Nick oh. Cannon, if you really listen to him, he sees his children as his heirs, as the people that he's looking to build, support, and pass down this legacy to. So although he may have, hold on, hold on. Although he may have multiple women, I think that if these women were with it, they would all just be sister wives. They're having these babies (laughs) back to back and all around each other. They know what's (laughs) going on. But societal, it's not acceptable Okay. To just say, yo, it's cool that he has two other wives over here. He but they're they're practicing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Because if you look at the pattern of these children, she's going back to number two. He's having babies with this one. They all know what's going on. It's not a secret. <laughs> but I think that the reason I say you can't put them in the same category is because he's a really active father. And I don't think that what he's doing is necessarily reckless, quote unquote. Yeah. I think that it's very intentional to build the legacy and the empire that he sees himself having. I can understand that. I think that's you know, fine. Like men that are just out here. And like I like I said, I, I know that we always talk about like the creme de la creme. But when you talk about, you know, Jaquan, who lives in South Central, about <laughs> four baby mamas and don't see or take care of none of his kids. All his kids are on, you know, government assistance and all four of his baby's mothers are struggling. That's irresponsible. Yeah. And, no, you know, I agree. Uh, but like I said, I think both men and women have the choice. They don't have to have his kid. They don't have to have Javon's kid. Like you say, well, I love him or, you know, I don't want to have an abortion. Okay, that's fine. But you mm -hmm. understand what comes with you having this kid. And like okay, I said, I think that I think that as women, we do bear some responsibility in the situation when we have babies with knuckleheads. I'm not saying that women are perfect and this man just like forced himself on her or something and, or it was an immaculate conception. But what I'm saying is, is that often Jaquan gets to go. He gets to make the option after, uh, make the choice after the baby is already here that he's not going to be financially responsible in this child's life, an active parent. And our sisters are left holding the bag. So I think there's a lot of resentment that is built up in our community. And this is part of the reason why the black man is devalued in our community is because we're keep on this a perpetual cycle. So my hope is that in my lifetime for my children, for my children's children is that we break that cycle, that we teach our, our little boys how to be better men to women in spite of, you know what I mean? Like it's not up to a woman how, it shouldn't dictate how you behave, how that woman behaves. I agree with you at, in, in, in points. I think, um, you know, like, like you said, like men should be men, period. You know what I'm saying? My father uh, raised me to be a man, you know what I'm saying? And he would even even when him and my mom divorced, he took me, you know, and said, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to raise you to be a man, you know, and we need more fathers like my father. My father was everybody's father, you know, where I grew up at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. And we need more fathers like that. Like you said, like the, the dynamic in there. And like I said, I think that's wrong um, that men get to leave and just go. And but like, to be honest, like, um men get to leave and like i said women are left with it and but i, I also feel like you kind of know what the dude is when you're pregnant you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah and some people like, but you know i don't think you know that, what it is i think you know that it, like if he ain't showing up to a a, a nair doctor's appointment <laughs> he just like leaving it like uh whatever you know what he gonna be when the baby's born y'all can't be like Oh, he gonna be something different now that the baby boy. He was when you was pregnant. He was before you got pregnant. You knew what it was. And I so, like I said, like those are relevant. We're gonna have to take accountability for those type of things. Now, I'm not. And saying I don't think that there's a there's a, I, and I have to. I guess I have to draw the line in the sand with that and <laughs> saying that I'm not gonna let you say that women aren't accountable. I'm not saying they are, but, but they have. Well, you're to saying take women have to take accountability, yes, so that, yes. that therefore you're no, saying we, yeah, women are not yeah. accountable. Yeah, look, women, women are the most, especially black women. Yeah, are the most accountable for all their. Oh, mistakes. look, let me. Yeah, all let me, their let me, mistakes. I agree. Are, they have to be accountable for all the time. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, nine times out of ten, women are the ones that are left holding the bag, and even in white communities, when there's a divorce. Seven. Seven what? Out of ten. No, no. Seven out of ten what? Women are left holding the bag. Bro. I don't think nine out of ten. That's that's Bro. too high. That's Bro. too high. 
we as women, black, white, orange, purple, and green mm -hmm. are the ones left holding the bag when the shit hits the fan. There are very, very few men that are raising their children. Not very few. I wouldn't say very that. Few. Okay, let's look at the statistics. All right. How many children are raised by single Can fathers? It, okay, but let me let me show you tell you the okay. statistics. Our own relationships, black women leave the relationship 80% of the time. When they're college educated, like yourself, they leave even more of the time of the relationship. Because guess what? Maybe they're tired of the dude. Maybe they feel like you do better. Maybe they're tired of the situation. They're leaving the relationship to do it out. Like you said, I do. I could do bad on my own, right? And so I'm not saying women are not taking accountability. I would say they would have to raise their accountability on certain situations because sometimes their view of the man in the relationship is sometimes unrealistic. I call all the way bullshit. That's going to be screaming at their goddamn radio or whatever it is that they're listening to in their car, on their iPad, wherever they are, they're going to be cussing you out. And let me tell you why. In 2021, okay. there are about 15.61 million children living with single mothers in the United States. Let me repeat that. 15.61 one million children are living with single mothers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, and about 3.57 million children living with single fathers. Okay. I agree. That's an astounding difference. And this is why I say nine times out of 10. And that's why I stand on that. I wouldn't agree. You can't be, you can't be uh, shitting on our fathers. I'm not shitting on our fathers because I think fathers are very, very, very important. And I think that that's my point in saying this is that men have to step up and be fathers, no matter what the circumstances are, just like women are expected to be mothers, no matter what the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. And I've seen mm -hmm. it go both ways. You know what I mean? And I think, I think you might know this is that um, one of my brothers was a single dad for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His wife decided that she was going to leave. She didn't take her kids. She left all four kids with my brother and he raised mm -hmm. them by himself. So mm -hmm. I've seen it done. But what I'm just saying is it's not the norm. No, no, it's no. It's not I, the norm. Neither is the, like, look, do I think that you're right. Like I said, do I think a lot of dudes leave? Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of dudes do leave their families. But also, a lot of women are leaving the relationship, too. That's what I'm saying. And 50%, I, don't, I, I think that we've talked about that before. Yeah, Somewhere yeah. around 80% of women are the ones are, that are, are leaving. You know what I'm saying? And they're we taking don't have the kids. enough time in this whole world to go through the reasons why these women or how long they waited before they left. Yeah. For me personally, there's not much that my husband could do that would make me leave. That's just my own perspective. But for some people, everybody has their own breaking point. Well, everybody has their own breaking point. Everybody has their own deal breakers. Okay. And some people will push and push and push and push you until you don't really feel like you have a choice because either the disrespect is high or you are, you know, being cheated on or you are being abused. Women leave for all different kinds of reasons. So that's why because women are the doers and we're the ones that are traditionally the ones that are going to take care of business. It doesn't surprise me that women file for divorce 80% of the time. It's actually with people like yourself who are college educated is even higher. It's like 90%. Uh, I mean, and I'm sure of it because you really feel like you don't need them if you have an education behind you. And a lot of women stay for the same reason because they don't have educations, because they feel trapped, because he makes the money, because they don't have a say-so, because they don't own the house, because their name ain't on the car. It goes both ways. Yeah, but I would say it's becoming more one-sided with the one than the other. And that's because of feminism. Women are taught to go out, get their education, because we cannot depend on you. And that's what I'm saying to men. If somebody says that you are this, why do you keep on perpetuating what you're saying you're not? Look, I think because 
the only way we perpetuate, not me, because I don't, I don't give, you know, I don't care. I'm gonna be me no matter what. Some men perpetuate certain things is because that's what y'all women want to see. You see what you want. What? To see. Yeah. And like, and like, oh. let me let me break this down. Let oh, me say this to Lord. you. Right? Lord. Women, women see this. I need right? another glass of wine. <laughs> Look, the only way. I mean, not the only way, but certain ways when it comes to guys, how to get women, right? Because he has to be tall, confident, good-looking, charming, have money in his pocket, all these things. Let's just say one of those things are gone, or two of those things are gone. And really, he's just a normal guy who works at Smart Tech. I don't know why I keep saying that, but let's just say he's a normal guy that works at Smart Tech. You wouldn't mess with him, period. You wouldn't even give him the time of day. You know what I'm saying? So he has to perpetuate a certain kind of like person or lifestyle to get himself in the door. Right? And once you get in the door, he's trying to keep himself in the door. So he's going to perpetuate a certain face for you because the other, the rule, the real face ain't going to get him in the door when it comes to you successful women. You, your mom is telling you, girl, don't settle. If you if he's you know if he's at this level of life you're settling, don't settle like I did or don't settle. Make make he has to do, make more money. He has to do this. He has to do that more than you. And women, not all. Let me just perpetuate this. Some, not all. I always gonna put that caveat because I know women. Mm-hmm. If I say all women, you know they they do get upset. Um, but some, not all. They they feel this way and. You'd be surprised how many just average Joes would just be like, hey, TT. You come up to you, hey, TT, how you doing? You are not going to continue to call me TT. <laughs> okay. No, if, if, I, if I'm a dude, like I said, you know, hey, Miss Thomas, how you doing? Or, hey, Tashara, how you doing? You know, I'm Travis. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da, right? I'm the average guy, right? You're not going to really mess with me. Maybe you will, but like most women won't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This study show facts, and I've seen it face to face, firsthand. So that's why I say certain things like that. Yeah, but I just think that that's all the way to the left of what we're talking about. Like I'm over here at zero, and you're all the way to the left. All the <laughs> you mean way all the way on, on on positive ten? Yeah, you're right. All, yeah, you on twenty over on that side. What I'm saying to you is this. Men don't, and it's not all men that fit this mold. What I'm saying is, is that you guys have to be more responsible when it comes to your procreated little people (laughs) that you chose one way or another to have on this planet. And I know that I will say this just for everybody's knowledge. Travis is an amazing father. I know this firsthand. His son is happy, healthy, whole, respectful. He is an amazing kid. He does well in school. He plays sports. He's very, very well-rounded. You are not the man that I'm speaking to. Right. But you know the man that I'm speaking to. Yes. And there are a lot of irresponsible men out here in this world And I think that until men start to show women that they are doing better, the the value of men is not going to change in our generation because we have been conditioned as women and men have continuously proven statistically and otherwise that they are not stepping up to the plate, that they are not being men, that they are not being leaders, that they are not being dependable. One of the things that I will tell you about this, every woman in this world, I don't care if they're green, they're from you know, Uzbekistan or they're from Texas, will tell you this, consistency, is probably the most sexy thing that any man on this planet can do is to be consistent, 
to be who you are, to stand on that, to show day in and day out that you're that same person. And that's hard to do with the situation that you were describing as having to put on this facade in order to get this woman. And you can't keep that up for forever. At some mm-hmm. point, the veil is going to fall. And then we see who you really are. And then that's when we leave. Mm-hmm. So until people learn to just ride day lane, find your person, because there's somebody out there for everybody. I'm a firm believer in that. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've uh, <laughs> I've been uh, places and I'm just like, Lord, she got a husband? <laughs> you know, well, you look, let me tell you before. something. <laughs> women, women marry up. Men marry down down not necessarily i not mean all. middle or down like look yeah. i'm not saying like there ain't people who are successful like jay-z marrying beyonce is kind of like yeah that's he married up but like uh, men don't care like men don't care what women necessarily do like a woman from mcdonald's can marry a millionaire i mean the perfect example is that it's tiger woods she was <laughs> like a nanny or like a waitress she didn't. She was a waitress, and you know what I'm saying. When she married Tiger, had a couple of the kids of his. Now she's a millionaire. I mean, I get it. I get that it happens, but that's not the lifestyle of the average American woman. It's mm-hmm. not. Most most women statistically will never even cross paths with a millionaire. That's true. But the problem is in your head. Y'all be thinking y'all will. <laughs> But the problem is, like, a girl can have, I remember, like I said, God rest his soul, Kevin Samuel, you know, like I said, he. I don't agree with everything he said. Some of it was shock jockeyism. But I remember this girl, she had three kids by two different men. And mm-hmm. she wanted a man with no kids and a six pack and had to make $150,000 a year. And, and uh, like I said, she's probably, and probably men are probably like, oh my God. But let me tell you what women are thinking. We're like, absolutely. And let me tell you why. Because we don't want to have to deal with your crazy ass baby mama. That's why women who have children like to date men who don't. Oh, but we have but to deal with no your crazy control. baby's daddy. Hmm? Okay. No, I would say most women have absentee fathers and we go back to that <laughs> versus men that are trying to fight you, get on social media and talk about you, pop up at the house do all this, do that. Most women, I'm not saying there's not those crazy stalker, crazy people, you know, that little uh, niche of of men, but most (laughs) men don't do that. Most men just go away. (laughs) Well, so you're here, the single mother with three kids and two baby daddies or whatever, but she don't have nearly as much drama as you have with that one baby mama and that one baby. I tell you that much. Okay. On that one, folks. Woman who is coming over to the house, who is showing up unannounced, who is digging so deep in your pockets that we can't live. Yeah. Come on now. That is true. That's why women who have kids don't want to date men who do, because y'all have no control over your crazy baby mama. <laughs> hey, hey, we want to start with that one. You want to know. No, we can't. Y'all have control over them. <laughs> anyways, anyways, like I said. Well, look, we you're going to have to agree and see if you agree with what I said or what she said, you know? So that's the essence of the show. We I think that's agree the, to that's disagree. the first time that I really want to know what people think. Because I think they're going to eat your ass a lot. <laughs> I don't think so. I think the men is going to be like, yeah. The women's going to be like, asshole. But, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point of the show. It's just debating and just, you know, my opinion. So, you know, we're all good. Now, on the next subject, which is kind of a funny one compared to the first one, a little bit lighter of a subject, we're going to talk about two things. One, the first one we're going to talk about is sex with friends. <laughs> okay. Having sex with them, you're not your friends. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, we've probably talked about this on the show before, how I could never, to me, this is me, you know, like I can never date a woman who has a, a lot of guy friends. That means two things. Uh, some of them have smashed or they're not, they don't think that she's attracted enough to smash. 
and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, let, let me, me let me tell you why you're let me tell you no, why you're wrong. No, no, no. You think keep it in your head. And this is what guys think. Guys don't want to really be with a girl who has a lot of dude friends. They just don't. That's insecure just facts. ones don't. No. Insecure, secure, it don't really matter. If if somebody is if I have a girl, she has 15 dude friends. I'm not you are always not so extra, bro. <laughs> always so extra. You have to go to the most extreme. I just want you for one time to just reel it in to the average. <laughs> He's not a millionaire and he doesn't, you know, work in a warehouse. Can we just get somebody right in the center? Okay. Let's just say like, he works at gonna have 15, She doesn't have 15 guy friends. Maybe she has three, like the average woman does. Uh, I said a lot of guy friends. That's why I said a lot. Okay, if you had a mix of three guy friends and seven girlfriends, I'm okay with that. But it can't be seven guy friends and no girlfriends. No, that's no. No, no, no. I will just say this. I have male friends. And you're one of them. Yeah. But do you have all my am, am I ugly, Travis? No, you are not. Okay. So we could check that. <laughs> She's too ugly that nobody, none of her guy friends want to sleep with do her. You, do you have all guy friends? No. I have majority of my friends are male. Because I don't, first of all, I don't really have a lot of friends. Let's just. I know you do. I know you do. I don't really have a lot of friends. So, and also I was, I was raised with a ton of men in comparison me and my mom three brothers and my dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm i like male energy i think that being around men gives me a different perspective i think being around men allows me to see things that i wouldn't normally see through my own eyeballs through my own lens through my own perspective it allows me to um just kind of dive into that other I don't want to say world, but, you know, for lack of a better term, that other world that women don't necessarily get to see when you don't have male friends or you don't have a lot of brothers or you don't have those kind of things. Okay. So um, I appreciate the fact that I was raised with more men than more women, because I think that that has guided me in the person that I am today and my perspective on relationships and all that kind of stuff is a little bit different than most women. And I think that's part of the reason. That's true. I'll give you that. But I will say this. I have several male friends. First of all, nobody, they're not your friend if you guys are sleeping together. Let's just- (laughs) What about slept, like past tense? Slept, past tense, whatever you want to call it. You're not friends. If you've slept together, then you can call them your ex or your, you know- ex cuddy buddy or your ex whatever you want to call them but that is not your friend because the line has a friendship has already been crossed but when I look at like our situation we've been friends for almost 15 years that line has never been crossed and it's not because I'm a troll and it's not because you're a ogre it's because (laughs) (laughs) our relationship is a friendship right so I think that you took your own words and you just ate them right now. No, I still I still wouldn't do it. But yeah, I got you. You ate but, your words. No, no. You eat them. You're swallowing <laughs> no, them. You're, you're not right. You're not right. But you okay. Swallow them down. Uh, look, I'm because not saying that either you... she's an ogre or she's smashing her homeboys. <laughs> and I just nixed all of I that. I said if you have all guy friends. I just say if you had a lot. No, I said, okay, not all. I said all guy friends. You have a mix. You you might have guy friends, yes, but you also have girlfriends. Okay, I've seen your social media. You ain't picturing like the guys. Friends, people on social media. Wow, that's gonna hurt them on social media. That's not gonna hurt. They know (laughs) that we're not friends. Half these people I've never even seen in my whole entire life. I'm talking about when you go like wine tasting and like this is my girl and whatever. Well, of course you go wine tasting with your girls. I don't post post my homeboys on my social media. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, okay. When I was a single woman, you don't want to be posting men on your social media. Why would you block yourself? You could, <laughs> but they're friends. But they're friends. No, that's still not a. That's not smart. Oh my God! See, that's a turn off. See, if a man yeah. that you 
a man that likes you sees you posting pictures all the time with this male friend. Oh, this is my homeboy. Oh, this is my homeboy. The first thing I'm going to ask you is, is he gay? And when you say no, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, they're sleeping together. So why would okay, you continually okay. post pictures of a man that's not your man? Huh. Women don't do that. It, it, it does sound do that. like somebody else is eating their words. No. Yeah. I said, that's what y'all think. I didn't say it was Y'all think, <laughs> y'all think no. a lot of does stuff. It, does, that, does that humble pie taste good? Hmm. There's nothing humble about this pie. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Just because I said that that's what y'all think. A lot of male thoughts are retarded. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> a lot of what y'all think is, is just... There we go. Then we go with the insults. Okay? okay. Okay. I love y'all. I love men. I think that you guys are, you know, I love y'all, but right. y'all thought process is not always there. Yes, but it's we hold the key there. to marriage. So oh, y'all can better. have it. Oh, looks <laughs> yeah. like y'all hold the key for sex. We hold the key for marriage. But yeah, I so you, I mean, you're going to exchange it at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, we we're gonna move on <laughs> to the last subject. <laughs> You see what I'm dealing with, folks? She is a wonderful, such a peach of a woman, such a peach. I am. I'm yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wonderful. We're going to say dating someone's ex. So, for example, would uh, you date one of your friend's exes? Say she was with them in high school or college or whatever, just an ex or way back in the day, whatever the case is. Um, you know, would you date one of your friend's exes? Um, I think it's circumstantial, to be honest. So let's say like, for example, like you said, you said high school. So my girlfriend, I don't know, Ashley, let's mm-hmm. just call her Ashley, mm-hmm. used to date Marcus mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, They dated for a year, whatever. We graduate, everybody goes about their lives. I run into Marcus now at 36 years old. I have a couple of questions. Are Ashley and I still friends from high school? Let's say we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a significant relationship in her brain. So maybe that's a conversation, but I wouldn't necessarily just like discount somebody because somebody dated them. Like everybody's somebody's ex. Now, if it was something like significant, like Ashley and Marcus were married for five, seven years and me and her have been friends this whole time. And now, you know, they divorced three years ago and now Marcus is trying to get at me. I, I'd read Marcus's rights, but I think it's all like, you know, circumstantial. Like if you, you know, like, something that happened 15, 20 years ago versus something that's like five, seven years ago and maybe more serious when we're adults versus something in high school. I mean- Well, let's just say they were married when they were 20 for for five years and they divorced when they're 25. No, I would not date. So if they just dated, say they dated when they were 20 to 25 and not married. Like I said, I think it's circumstantial. Do they have children together? Are me Let's and just Ashley, say they have a kid. Are me and Ashley close? Do we know each other still? Are we still friends 10, 15 years? So you're, you're friends, but like not close friends. Then mm, I'm not sure Marcus is off limits. Is Marcus a good man? Yes. Marcus take care of his kid? Yes. He Does he have a good job? Is yes, he yes all of that. His, and he's, he and he's highly attracted to you. Yeah, me and Marcus might go on a date. See where things go. <laughs> what if your friend was against it? Would you still do it? It depends on the reasoning. Okay. Are you against it because you're jealous? Yes. Say she's or jealous. are you against it because she's not telling you Marcus used to whoop your ass and you're trying to protect me? That's true. I mean... If you're if you're trying to if a woman's trying to protect her friend, like look, he's to beat me up. And yeah. Because I, I would tell a woman, like, if I look, if I if I'm if, I, if there's a dude dating my ex, um, you know, I'd be like, look, bro, she snores like a whale, <laughs> you know, and her fart stink. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know. 
Oh, grow up. <laughs> I would tell him like, yo, bro, no, nah, I'll just play it. But uh, on the real, like, let's just say for me and a friend of mine, it just depends how close of a friend, because this happened before in my lifetime. I mean, I've had friends. You dated somebody's life. ex that you knew of? Like? Mm, no, somebody dated my ex. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody dated my ex. But really, and you guys were friends? Yeah. Like my best friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like we were How long after? <laughs> like two years, maybe? A year? Okay. And is this like your ex fiance or is this like, no, 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 like no, no. just like some girl you dated? Some girl I dated. I grew up with her. But like, you know, like we were in college at the time and you mm -hmm. know, I left that college and then, you know, she started kicking it with my friend. Okay. And so, like, you know, I, I couldn't be mad. You know, I don't think you like, have a right to be. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not together. You know what I'm saying? So, like. Not only that, I think that um, if it college is, like, the turning point, I think, in life where, like, you can have a serious relationship that may last, you know, if not a lifetime, a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that if it was that serious, no matter if you guys were, you know, going to different schools or whatever, you guys would have been able to, you know, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Look, um, look I, I, would, I would say this, you know, as far as like now, if if a, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine dated my ex, he wouldn't be my friend. You know, because I'm like, there's certain type of dudes and certain kind of codes you don't cross. If someone had meant something to me, um, if a girl that didn't mean nothing to me, it's whatever. But like, if somebody who meant something to me, you don't cross that line. Period. Mm. I, and I know. think that friends know that. I think that 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 when you're friends and you're a true friend to somebody, like you kind of know those people in their world that they, you know, were so close with, or they you know, thought they were going to marry or they have kids with or whatever it is. I think that, and that if there is, if it is a, a friendship, like a true friendship between you and this person, it wouldn't even be a question. So mm -hmm. I've actually had this situation happen where um, a girl that I'm not really that close with anymore, but at the time we were pretty close. We used to hang out all the time. We used to go out together we would go to dinner, you know, like our kids would be around each other. Um, we were pretty cool. And um, her child's father slid in my DMs. He knew exactly who I was. He knew exactly, you know, I had seen him several times because like I said, we were cool. When he would come to pick his child up, I would sometimes be there. Like, you know what I mean? Cause we would be sometimes like going out or, you know, going to like a, a lounge or something like that. And he would be coming to retrieve his child and we would be there getting dressed. So he knew who I was. It wasn't like mistaken identity. And so, um, I did what I thought a good friend would do. And I forwarded the messages to my, to my home girl. <laughs> and I'm like, get your baby daddy. And then I sent him a message and was like, why would you even think that I would deal with you on this type of level? Like knowing, you know, like me and your child's mother are cool. And he backpedaled and it's like, oh, I didn't even realize who you were. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, complete BS. So, like I said, I've had it happen before, but I, that's why I said I think it's all circumstantial because had it been like, oh, I saw this girl once at a party with some mutual friends and then inadvertently her child's father was in my DMs and I was single, I might have entertained him. No, no, of course. You know? I think it's all, like you said, it's all levels um, to the dating someone's ex. Like I said, I... You know, I think everybody's done that. You know, at some point, like I said, there was a girl who shall remain nameless, who kind of <laughs> went through the basketball team that I was on oh. in college. So, oh. you know, that we necessarily dated her, but like everybody was kind of like, 
friends with her. And uh that doesn't sound like friends, but go ahead. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were friends, you know what I'm saying? Quote unquote. Quote unquote. So people use uh, that word just way too loosely. Yeah, so they were quote unquote friends. So yeah, I think that that's what be happening in certain situations. And for me, like I said, if if a do if a friend of mine did that, I wouldn't I'll be mad. I wouldn't talk to him. The girl is going to do the girl. She's going to, you know, she's going to do whatever to make herself happy. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's on the dude. It's on your friend. Yeah, it's on my friend. Because like, my friends are, they're not going to do that. You know, like they're not going to, my brother wouldn't, you know, like, well, I don't even say my brother, but like, my friends wouldn't do that to me. I'm a real friend. Because they ain't about that. Like, I remember in college, you know, my boy, you know, he wouldn't even dance with my girl at the time because he was like, I don't do that. <laughs> she was going to dance with him. And he was like, nah, I don't do that. Because that's what kind of dude he is. He's loyal to the soil. So, yeah. But anyway, we're going to wrap. We're going to wrap up on that note. And uh, we will come back here next week. We also have uh, in the future, we're going to have some, you know, some Christmas uh, episodes and some uh, Thanksgiving episodes that I'm looking forward to uh, get, get, get with y'all in the future so we will continue this train it will not stop can't stop won't stop you know we appreciate everybody who's who's out there listening you know and uh, we appreciate all the love i see the numbers going up every show so like i said you know please like share subscribe for each show Uh, we definitely appreciate it share the love you know um it's on spotify now uh he said she said it's on spotify uh, apple Podcasts, and now on amazon music as well whoop, whoop. you know what i'm saying so we just gonna keep expanding and keep growing and keep going keep keep growing keep grinding so please uh to please tell them uh where, where uh they can find you at you guys can find me on instagram at sent from heaven and that's the number for rm um and then i'm also on uh facebook and it's just tishira thomas which is t-i-s-h-i-r-a and guys, now you can slide it to your DM, do her DMs down and take your shot. <laughs> no, do not, do not. Do that. You know, I see me like, never oh. said I was single. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She didn't I say that. I used to be, I said all kinds of stuff, but I've never said I was single. Touche, touche. But hey, you know how guys is, they're going to take your shot anyway. That's so, fine. <laughs> you can find also you can find me at at Travis W Reed on Instagram. That's R E E D Travis W uh, all together on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Travis W Reed. I post all my social media from this show to Athlete's Journey, my other show to Believe in UCLA, the other show, and all other you know like shows that are on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you know all those things. So if you want to keep listening to this show. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep, you know, keep moving forward. Uh, we might uh, um, we might have some merch for this show. I've been thinking about it, you know, because, uh, you know, want to keep expanding, keep growing. You know what I'm saying? So if you feel free, if you're like a, a person that does have that kind of, you know, uh, like you have a T-shirt company, something like that, DM me and then we'll talk about something. So. All right. Well, thank y'all. Like I said, we will see you next week. Peace. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.